James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Happy Friday, and indeed it is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you'd like to be part of today's program, simply dial 800 848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're going to be taking as many calls as humanly possible and squeezing that in with the news of the day. There's always an overabundance of news. And today is Friday, which means today you will hear from Her Majesty, Her Royalness, the Princess of Policy, Diana Mee, and I will talk about certain events that are in the political and cultural sphere that hopefully will uh, we can try to get some answers to. Today is Friday, and this is not a normal Friday for at least 4,000 municipal employees. They're wondering if they're going to have a job by the end of today. Maybe some of them have already been told that they can't continue their employment with New York City today because today is the day that employees employees of the city risk being terminated if they don't succumb, get on their knees, and take the vaccine mandate. The vaccine that was mandated, I should say, both by Joe Biden, by Hochul, by de Blasio by Democrats, the Democrat, the Democrat Party vaccine mandate. And there are so many reasons that certain people want to avoid taking this vaccine. I am not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't weigh in on that per se. I weigh in on issues about freedom and personal freedom and liberty, and personal responsibility. I took the van, the vaccine. I, I was vaccinated. And recently, over the holidays, the Christmas holidays, I got COVID, despite the fact that I was vaccinated. And I had a very, very horrible, horrible time with COVID. So horrible, I don't even want to go into the details. It was horrible. It was the worst illness I've ever had to deal with. I was vaccinated. There are plenty of Americans out here who've been vaccinated who got COVID anyway. There are people who have not been vaccinated who got COVID who were asymptomatic. There were other individuals who Of course, got COVID. The death toll is horrendous in America. There are people who have the antibodies. And in some cases, the antibodies are so strong in their bodies, from what I've read, that they don't have to worry even about the variants, the variant cases or strains of COVID, because the antibodies in their body have now developed so long and it's so strong that they should be protected. 
At the bottom of all of this, for me, comes the United States Constitution. There is nothing in our Constitution, at least my reading of it, that man that gives the federal government, that gives Governor, the unelected Governor Hochul, or that gives former Mayor de Blasio or current Mayor Eric Adams the right to force you to put a medicine in your body. I don't know where the clause is in the Constitution that allows that kind of power for these government officials. The thousands, and they're roughly, it is said by the New York Post, 4,000 municipal employees who have decided that they don't want the vaccine have made those decisions based on, in some cases, their own medical history. And maybe some people are making a reckless decision. Some people are making a decision after much research and soul-searching. And once again, the heavy hand of the left, the authoritarian, tyrannical, do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do, hand of the left seeks to smack down any opposition to their edicts. Remember, folks, these are the people who always lecture the rest of us about tolerance. They have no tolerance themselves. They're not tolerant of people who make independent decisions. They're not tolerant of your right, your body. Now, they'll claim that themselves when they're trying to justify the genocide that takes place in America's abortion mills, they'll say, oh, no, no, the government has no right to interfere with this genocide. These bodies, and it's it's one of the most incredible arguments I've ever heard made. It's my body, it's my choice. It is not your body that is being in that case, terminated. It is someone else's body that happens to live inside that woman's body for a brief period of time until it can gestate, until it is ready to make its entrance from the room. But nonetheless, the same people that will stand on a mountaintop and try to defend that practice, that, that, that nationwide genocide, are some of the same ones that are telling you you have no choice in your body. You can't argue with them when they tell you to inject yourself with something that is the fastest brought-to-the-market vaccine we have ever seen. And there have been no tests. I feel confident about saying this. There have been no tests about the long-term impact of these medicines because there has been no long-term. We don't know what's going to happen five, ten years from now, what people are going to be told about these vaccines? Maybe nothing. But what if it's not? Maybe nothing. Yet and still, the Democrat Party, be it Joe Biden, be it the unelected tyrant, Governor Hochul, 
or be it de Blasio or Adams are insisting these city workers inject themselves or have injected into them this vaccine. And then they'll have to subject themselves to booster upon booster upon booster if they want to keep up with it, apparently. Or your job is on the line. Your livelihood is cut. And these people represent themselves as the party for the little guy, for the little man. No, they are not. It is a farce. It is a lie. One last thing that I'd like to uh, to add here. The makers of these vaccines have done very well for themselves. I just read an article where another one of the pharmaceutical companies that released this vaccine, how much money they raked in. On an earlier show this year, we pointed out that Moderna... The, some two of the uh, the the head the head honchos over at Madonna have entered the billionaires club this year, thanks to the vaccine mandates. The government has made billionaires off of their mandates. They have made some some companies in America extremely wealthy, while at the same time telling you, you city workers, four thousand of you, screw you. Screw your livelihood. Screw your families. You don't do what we say and stick this thing in your arm and stick this medicine in your body. Then you're out of work and out of luck. That's today's Democrat Party, while at the same time saying to the rest of America, here, here's a crack pipe. Get your free crack pipes. Go smoke methadone. or I'm sorry, methamphetamine. Go smoke your crack cocaine. And by the way, we want to give you a safe place to shoot up heroin. That's the party of the Democrats. That is Democrat health care. Go shoot up your meth. Go shoot up your crack. Here's a safe place to shoot up your heroin. And by the way... If you don't inject this medicine, this vaccine into your arm, you're fired. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, back with the Princess of Policy, Diana Me after this. Entertaining and informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, is on the air. 77 WABC. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Diana Me is indeed the Princess of Policy. All of the policy wonks in America bow down before her. All of the punditry class are in awe of her brilliance. She shines like a diamond in the world of policy. She's our princess, yours and mine, and here she is, Princess Di, the Diana Me. Welcome, <laughs> Your you Highness. For James, Knight <laughs> yeah. of the Golden Order. I appreciate that every time. You've had quite a week. It's been just a hot show every day, so I just wanted to thank you for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. You know, guess who's back? Who? He don't have no slave blood. That's your first hint. 
He wasn't part of the struggle. Oh, the struggle. He he was never a part of the struggle. And he's not authentic, according to the guy in the New York Times. <laughs> Washington, L.A. Times, I'm sorry. Got to get that right. Don't want a lawsuit. Not with the New York Times. Oh, no. Oh, did you? Oh, before we get there, let me stop. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, he's back. He's giving. He, he came out of retirement in Hawaii <laughs> and, and wherever else and partying without a mask in, uh, in uh, Cape Cod. And he's back to deliver advice to the Democrats. He's giving them a wake-up call ahead of their looming, it says in the Daily Mail, midterm disaster. So what do you think? Obama's back. He's got some advice. What do you think about Obama's advice for Democrats, Diana? (laughs) Well, it's interesting because we are about to get nine months of media helpful advice to the Democrats. And this is part of that campaign. They're digging up the, you know, every old, young Democrat with any clout whatsoever to, to try and shore up their prospects. This is very similar to what Carville said about a week and a half ago. He advised the Democrats to start gloating and promoting about their accomplishments. And that is the same thing that Obama is saying. Basically, stop complaining about what we didn't get done, but we want to start bragging about what we did get done. And really, the only thing that they, quote unquote, got done is the $1.2 trillion infrastructure deal. They didn't get that done. The 13 Republican rhinos that voted for that thing got that done. Democrats didn't do that. It was 13 Republican rhinos that made Joe Biden's infrastructure deal possible. Well, regardless, you're absolutely right, but it's the only accomplishment that they can turn to that's not negative as far as the economic news, which are record-breaking in a bad way for Democrats, a a huge inflation, 40-year high, 7.5%, and that is basically based on government numbers, which underestimated, and the polling numbers. So, you know, the only thing they can point to is this thing Republicans help them do, and even this infrastructure deal isn't fully it. A lot of the things that they're going to be bragging or gloating and promoting, they still don't have the budget for. They still have to get the money for a lot of these things that even though it passed, so to speak, in Congress, it's not been funded. So literally they have nothing. And so they're sending out these old dogs to, you know, try and help the Democrat Party somehow limp to a victory. But I don't think anyone believes that that's going to happen because the all of the data shows that they're in for a drubbing, a shellacking, as Obama says. Yes. Well, I'm not going to call the next person an old dog because I'd get some complaints. But they're also trying to reel in someone else from their past. And I can't believe that they're actually doing this and trying to to force this poor person on America again. This, okay, one more round for the has been, or in some cases when it comes to presidential, the never was been, never will be, Hillary Clinton. She's making a comeback again, 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 and again. Speaking at the New York State Democrat Party convention, but they're all but they're all getting moist because they keep thinking yeah. that this is 
the, the, they keep saying that the, the press is getting moist. They keep portraying this no. as, oh, she's the hope. Oh, she's Miss. Oh, Hillary's going to galvanize the party. Oh, she's going to. She's the what we've been needing in contrast to Biden and Harris. A calm, a rational voice. The elder Miss Hillary. Once again, Hillary Clinton's going to save the day. Okay. Well, first of all, this has been in one outlet, the UK Daily Mail. And if you read that piece thoroughly, they have one source, and that is Dick Morris, who is the only source who is now saying that Hillary has set herself up in a brilliant, brilliant strategy and going on and on. There is really no hue and cry from the party at all for her. She is ginning this up. She was able to gin up uh, last week a Wall Street Journal op-ed by Doug Schoen and Andy Stein. We discussed that uh, a couple of Saturdays ago. And so that was one. It did not uh, instigate a groundswell. And then there's this Dick Morris piece. The person you have to look for is James Clyburn, the Democrat from South Carolina. He has traditionally been Hillary's go-to person when she is about to emerge on stage. And he is really been supportive of Biden. He's the one who, if you remember, his endorsement changed everything and Biden was able to win the nomination. And he's the one that told Biden he better better nominate a black yes, woman to the Supreme Court. <clears throat> yes, Which, by had, the way, he has a lot of a lot of tr- uh, control over Biden. So if did you see that brilliant that, meme that I posted about that on my Twitter account? <laughs> so good. I love your memes. They're so good. Yes. OK, so so it's Clyburn we need to look for. If Clyburn comes yeah. out and says, yeah, yeah, Hillary, then that means it's serious, not Dick Morris. It's serious. Yes. In the meantime, ignore it. All right. Last one for today. And you will be joining us tomorrow. On our yeah. Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Can't but wait. Less, yes, for today. Uh, I thought, Diana, that this one might not be something that you could comment on from experience, but I would ask you anyway. <laughs> and that is an article that NBC News has put out that older adults can blame clutter for their difficulties <laughs> with memory. It's not that they're, it's not, I mean, because you get old, you get wiser. So why do we have older people, why do younger people who have less knowledge or often better at memory, uh, a memory task than older people? And they're saying it's the clutter in our brain, in their older people's brains. Yes, our brains when we get older. According to this article, which just basically looked back at all the older studies, it wasn't a new study, that the problem is that older people have a challenge of sifting through more information in their brain. So if they're trying to recall a name or an event, there are so many more examples in their brain that they have to sift through them quickly. And often, you know, it can come up with it in the quick time they need it there. This is the new theory that is due to memory cluttering. And they do say that older adults who do not do well on memory tests where you have to recall something that was stated to you a few minutes later, they do do better at different kinds of memory tests that focuses on creativity and decision making. So there is hope for us. And I have to say, if you're talking about clutter, I have always blamed Democrat scandals that I have tried to keep track of in my brain. And it clutters up my memory so much that I cannot recall anything else. Now, let me put this to a test. 
I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, dear. And I want an answer. The very first time, Diana, that you and I had a discussion about language, which was now many, 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 well, some years ago, (laughs) you printed out a word for me on a Post-it that you used, and I had no idea what the word was. And I hope I can pronounce it right. The word was subnobulance or something like that. What does that word mean? Was it somnobulance? Yes, that was it. I almost got it right. Subnobulence. And right there you go again. Subnobulence. Okay, your majesty, your highness with words. It's it's inability to sleep. So, uh, you know, sleepwalking, I believe. Somnobulence. (laughs) Hey, listen, the other thing in this NBC News article says that the problem arises in the hippocampus. And if you remember, Christine Blasey Ford was the one who first alerted us to the, the importance of the hippocampus. So let us work on that. I don't remember that. What did she say? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diana Me, Princess of Policy, thank you so much. We will look forward to hearing from you tomorrow. We'll have other political and cultural news to discuss with you, Your Majesty. We all bow down and genuflect. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Sir James. James Golden at Cabo Sturdy back right after this. Oh knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Yeah, thank you, Rich, for bringing out Whitney Houston 10 years ago today, folks. One of the most brilliant voices in the music industry left us very early, much too soon. What a tragedy in so many ways. Whitney Houston. What a magical voice. James Golden with you here, WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, Cats at Night comes up next. You'll want to keep it here. We have an announcement to make. And to make this announcement, we have asked a member of our staff. Well, he is actually the head, head, Chief Honcho, the executive producer of all of the many incredible podcasts that you're hearing through Red Apple Media and on WABC Chris Pavone, we've asked Chris to come in to help us make this announcement. Hey, Chris. Hey, Bo. How's it going, man? Thank you so much for that um, that introduction there. I'm feeling feeling a little uh, a little flushed right now. <laughs> I really well, appreciate that. You're doing amazing work here at Red, Red Apple, well, and you're helping me out with that, Bo. You really are. Thank you. So, what is the big announcement? <laughs> like well, I don't know. Well, the big announcement is that since it is Valentine's Day on Monday. Bo was one, was happy enough to work with his niece and make what we call a golden special. And Bo, I actually wrote this out here. Happy Valentine's Day to all you lovers out there. Join James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, and to Shayla McLean as they play the smoothest Valentine's Day playlist you'll hear. You don't want to miss out on what will be... A golden Valentine, and I gotta be honest, Bo. I was listening to it. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to spoil anything. But there was a moment I was listening, and I really thought I was gonna be like, I don't know how I'm gonna be working for the rest of the day. 
Wow, thank you. So where can people go to our... I am so pleased. Thank you. Yeah, of our course. very first, and there are going to be more, uh, Tashela and I have, are going to start working on what a, a package that we call Journey of Love. I'm not going to go into any more detail, but we're going to be doing others. The first one is our Valentine's Day, as you said, and where can people find it? So you can go to WABCRadio.com. You can also go to RedApplePodcastNetwork.com. Also check it out on Google Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere that you go and download your favorite podcast. That's where you will find it. It is. Uh, it just went live about 35 minutes ago. Thank you, Chris. And you can find our other podcast there. You know, I am really, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, this man that, that you're hearing produces so many wonderful podcasts for WABC and for Red Apple Media. We, earlier this week, the Science Podcast, I was so pleased with that. And our On the Border podcast, I'm telling you, if if this were in print and if it were with a mainstream outlet, let's say like New York Times or Washington Post, Todd Benzman would be nominated, in my view, for a Pulitzer Prize for the amazing reporting that we're doing on the On the Border podcast. But tell us your impressions of Science is Golden. And you heard it as it was being recorded, and then you put it together for our audience. So, Bo, the funny thing is is that I've been working with you for a few weeks now, mostly with On the Border and Todd Bensman, and that is such an important uh, podcast to be uh, put out there. However... After listening to how your your uh, inflection was, your voice talking to uh, Dr. Michael Gillen, I've never heard you so excited, and it made me excited, and it just made me like just so amped and ready to put this out. I was like, all right, I, I still have a few things that I got to do. I got to work with a couple people here, but I was just so excited to get it out to all of our listeners uh, through Red Apple Podcast, through WABC Radio. And I got to be honest, I, I wish I could go into into more of it. But again, I'm not one to give away spoilers other than talking about, you know, uh, what exactly is dark matter, what we don't know what dark matter is. But please, same places, Google Spotify, uh, Stitcher, WABCRadio.com, and, of course, RedApplePodcastNetwork.com. That's where you can listen to the debut podcast, Science is Golden, and we also will we be have having a clip more. that you prepared for us. Rich, play one of the clips, Dark Matter, maybe. Okay, stand by. Okie dokie. We should have that clip any okay, second. here we go. When we look at galaxies, uh, for the most part, they spin. When we look at the spin rate, we look at how fast they're spinning. They're spinning a whole lot faster than they're supposed to be based on the matter that we see in them. 90% of a galaxy's mass is mass that is completely invisible to us. Well, now, years later, that is what we call dark matter. The only thing we can say about dark matter, whatever the heck it is, is it must exert some kind of gravitational force, which is causing the galaxies to spin. That is pretty much as much as we can say. But other than that, we have no clue what it is, really, Bo. I'm telling you, but you science geeks out there, and even if you have just a passing interest in, in, in the cosmos, let me just say this about Dr. Michael Gillen. He is a, a multi-Emmy award-winning guy. You have, if over the years, if you paid attention to Good Morning America or that other show, Nightline, he was ABC science editor for many years, a Harvard professor. He is so brilliant on every aspect of science, be it astronomy or the natural sciences. This podcast series, Science is Golden, executive producer, 
Chris Bivona is to me one of the most exciting things in the world of podcasts. Chris, you want to add anything? I think you said it perfectly there, Bo. I mean, that's going to be, and of course, you've got a couple more that we are working on. We're not going to spoil anything as that's my word of the day on this show. Spoil. I'm not going to do that. So once, uh, once we start getting the, uh, Crossing, crossing the T's and dotting the I's, we're going to have a few more Bo Snurdly podcasts. It'll be all over the world there, buddy. It's going to be everything is golden. Thank you. Okay, so Valentine's Day, it's ready. Tell people again where they can go to get our Valentine's Day podcast, a beautiful selection of music. Tell everybody where they can go. WABCradio.com, RedApplePodcastNetwork.com. Of course, there's also Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, everywhere, everywhere you enjoy listening to your podcasts. And that is the executive producer of all podcasts for WABC for Red Apple Media, Chris Pavona. Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Bo. Appreciate it. All right, WABC Talk Radio 77. Look, I have a story, one or two stories. We're going to get to calls. Calls 800-848-WABC. Brooklyn College. This is right here, folks. The I did not know this. The top administrator over at Brooklyn College is a woman named Michelle Anderson. She's a former Yale Law School professor who specialized in rape law. Now, she has decided that security officers on the campus of Brooklyn College can't carry guns. You may have heard me right. She's woke. And she decided that guns trigger people. And so the officers that are mandated with keeping safety on Brooklyn College campuses can't have guns. Well, guess what happened? On February 3rd, the school issued an active shooter threat. None of the officers on the campus could address it because they didn't have guns thanks to this Yale Law School professor, Michelle Anderson, who's the top administrator at Brooklyn College. So they had to put out calls to other colleges Five other institutions had to send their armed security over to Brooklyn College because this liberal, this whacked-out liberal administrator has decided guns trigger people and the police officers that are supposed to guard the the students, the teachers, and the administrators at Brooklyn College shouldn't be carrying guns. This is so typical of these intellectual liberals who can never seem to live in the same real world that we live in. Now, since there's been so much attention paid to Snoop Dogg and the upcoming um, uh, halftime show, of course, yesterday the story broke that Snoop Dogg and one of his main boys well, main guys, you know, I can, yeah, well, have been charged in a lawsuit, a complaint. A woman described as a professional dancer, host, model, actress, and spokesmodel says she worked for Snoop, and this guy named Don Juan is a stage dancer in their concert. She alleges that she and a friend went to one of the rapper's performances 
and they stayed around midnight when she fell asleep, after she fell asleep, well, anyway, the long and short of it is she says that she was forced to perform sexual acts against her will. So now Snoop Dogg is being sued for sexual assault and battery. Who says that the woman says Snoop and his friend assaulted her and made her do things that she did not want to do. And I don't want to go into detail. So my question is whether the NFL is going to take this seriously or whether they're going to take a knee and just ignore it. Because after all, she's only a woman and she must be lying. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, with you on WABC. When we come back, your calls don't go away. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on 77 WABC. Ah, everybody knows this. Jackson 5. ABC, as in WABC, as in 77, WABC. That's Jermaine. Yeah, baby. Michael Jackson, he had to be about 9, 10, maybe 11 years old at the time of that recording. And the Jackson 5 bring us back. Look, there is an editorial in the New York Times today that I almost I almost dropped off my chair when I read it. It is the editorial board at the New York Times, despite their, you know, whatever that you always have to put up with when you read something from them, had some kind words to say about the Ottawa truckers. And that is a dramatic break from almost anybody in the left. They say the Ottawa truckers of democracy. And by the way, it is spreading nearly 360,000 protesters are in Paris, France right now. They're in France. They're in France right now to voice their displeasure with vaccine mandates. And we've seen these protests now come up in other parts of the world. There's a CNN analyst, by the way, who's backtracking after she initially called for the Canadian truckers to have their tires slashed. Juliet Kamen is her name, K-A-Y-Y-E-M. K-M, anyway. Let's head to telephones, as promised. Rich, where should we start? All right, James, let us begin... In the Bronx. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's begin in New Jersey and speak with Sandy. Sandy, welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. Hi, James. Nice to talk to you again. You're terrific. Love the show. Love your music. Everything. Thank you. I just wanted to remind everybody that the same people who are pushing the vaccines are also giving out crack pipes and pushing um, crack pipes in black neighborhoods, incidentally and pushing Planned Parenthood centers. So let's just keep that in mind, and that should give you an idea of what we're, what they're thinking. Yes, it should, shouldn't it? Now, these crack pipes, by the way, I wondered when I first read that New York Times art, uh, uh, op-ed 
if about and I saw support, even tepid as a support for the truckers. I was wondering if if they had gotten a shipment of the Biden Harris crack pipes, but I don't think they. I don't know. Um. Anyway, thank you for the call, Sandy. Appreciate it. Where do we go next? We will Rich? head. We will head across the pond to Jerusalem and say hi to our friend Joel. Joel, how are you? Welcome. I'm good, James. How are you tonight? Good, thank you. That was a great interview you did last night with Peter Schweitzer and Red Handed. Thank you. I appreciate that. um, Yeah, I know you're going to have him back on the show for a longer interview. Uh, Earlier in the week, we talked about this um, China hustle, which is the $200 billion stock fraud that's been going on since the 2008 Beijing Olympics that they made a movie about. And uh, I contend that there's some connection with um, the Bidens and the China hustle. I'm at the top of the Google algorithm, Joe Biden plus China hustle. And I was wondering if you had a chance to bring it up with Peter, if you would still keep that on your radar. I will do my best, Joel, to keep that on my radar. I get so much information every day. It's really difficult, but I will try. Let me say something about this. I think that what we're seeing coming out of China vis-a-vis some of the reporting over there about how these Olympics being handled, I think these Olympics are not helping China. And I also think that one of these days, there is so much to these stories about the way that the Biden family has been benefiting from Joe Biden's positions. And there's so much to these stories about Hunter that the truth may be delayed, but it will not be denied. And that is my hope. And, Joel, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the call very much. Where do we go next, Rich? We're going to go to Queens and say hi to Bob. Bob, how are you? Welcome, WABC. Good. Good afternoon. Listen, I have a question. Maybe you know the answer. I hear a lot about cops being shot these days, and supposedly I've heard something like 87 cops nationwide have been shot. And my question is, do you know where these unions, these patrol, these uh, unions stand, these cop unions stand on gun control? Are they for gun control? Are they against gun control? Are they set for some form of gun control? Where do the union, the cop union, stand on gun control? I do not know the answer to that question. I will have to find out. I think you you would have to go case by case and, and survey each individual police union to do that. That is a difficult chore. But it would not surprise me if there were a variance in opinions. And I don't know this. I think in some of the big blue cities, you might have police unions that think very differently from those in rural. I know one thing, and I believe that the figure you cited about the number of police shot, I believe that number is higher. I believe I read uh, somewhere over the last week that is well over 100 this year, and we are at a record pace, uh, record pace in this country, not only for police being shot, but for homicides uh, with American and other citizens in this country. Crime is out of control in America, and it is not a question that whether you support gun control or not, all of us should be able to support the idea that people that get caught committing crimes with illegal weapons should pay a stiff price. Well, guess what? Our own district attorney in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, sought to reduce the number of years that these people and, and, and actually downgrade that before the public outcry here. You have another attempt to recall the the uh, the prosecutor in Los Angeles, and I read just this afternoon 
that 800 prosecutors in California are holding a vote to see whether they want to join the effort to get rid of that progressive district attorney. Liberals have failed America. Progressivism has failed America. And in every city in the United States, we are seeing increases in crime that are unacceptable. And people are beginning to rise up against these Democrat, these progressives who have made America, American cities, our border, unsafe. And these people deserve to be driven from office with a fury. Not only should they be driven from office, but they should be driven from office in enough numbers that American, law-abiding America makes a statement that we are not going to tolerate this wanton lawlessness anymore. We don't want to hear any more about your cries that it's racist to try to prosecute criminals. We don't want to hear your excuses that these poor criminals don't have a chance in life and we should give them another chance. We want you to put them in jail and keep them in jail as long as you can keep them in jail if they commit violent crimes upon Americans. It is a simple equation. They do something wrong, they should go to jail and they should stay in jail. No breaks. No feeling sorry for you. They do not feel sorry when they crack open the skulls of elderly Americans just walking the streets. They don't feel sorry when they rape women. They don't feel sorry when they plunder stores. They don't feel sorry when they rob and invade your house. They don't feel sorry when they attack children for their sexual gratification. They don't feel sorry when they do these smash-and-grab robberies, they don't feel sorry for anything. And we are tired of these liberals and progressives feeling sorry for them and letting them out of jail so that they can prey on Americans one more time. Lock them up. And if the liberals don't like it, throw them out. Where do we go next? Where do we go next? Let us go upstate New York and say hi to Casey. Casey, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden. What's on your mind? Bo knows Rush. Well, actually, I'm writing a book, a thousand words your kids can't use anymore. I might have trouble finishing that book. But here's the thing here, folks. You hear Republicans talking about the Democrats. We know they love Pelosi's last name and all that nonsense and, uh, and Fauci to Keebler Elf. If they end the 65 Immigration Act, put military on the border, deport the illegals out of here, end the big piece of rock candy called the welfare department and finally deport all these illegals especially visas that expire in america you have visa problems in our country you're going to lose your visa privileges if they do that they have like a nixon reagan type landslide but they will not do it because a lot of them are hiding out folks they're really part of the establishment and they just want to get in power again it's casey it's worse than that we had a republican this week a republican a republican put up an amnesty bill a Republican put up an amnesty bill in the House of Representatives this week. Oh, I, or either it was that or the Senate. Casey, look, thanks for the call. Do appreciate it. Time for one more, I think. Sure, we have time for one more. Let us go down to Fort Lauderdale and say hi to Al. Al, welcome. You've got less than a minute. Get right to your point. Hi, James. I just wanted to say that 
Justin Trudeau is nothing like his father. His father dealt with the Quebec province wanting to separate from the rest of Canada, and he really united that country. Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, his son, who is currently the prime minister, is an idiot, and the only person who can call an election nationally is him. And I assure you, he wouldn't want to call an election right now because he'd be out on the street. Well, let me just say this about Justin Trudeau. He's been making comments that these uh, truckers are walking around with Confederate flags and, and swastikas. And he's been making those allegations falsely. He has been a divisive force in this. He has not tried to pull together the Canadian people. And he has not acknowledged the role that his own mandates have caused in the unrest among the citizens of Canada. So for any number of reasons, you're right. He should call an election right now, but he won't. The media up there is so bad. Uh, I mean, it's like watching, it's like listening to CNN and MSNBC, only Canadian broadcasts. They're leftists. What do you want? It is a country run by leftists for the most part. Even what we call conservatives, many of us wouldn't recognize as real conservatism. Anyway, look, back tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning. Make sure you're here for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Again, go to WABC's website. Go to all the podcasts. Explore them all, but stop and look. listen to our Valentine's Day music serenade to you. New York, greatest city in the world, America, greatest nation in history. 